0: That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN.
2: First bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code VEGAS1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit slash horses for details. Bonus code VEGAS1000. Our final major next week, but every Wednesday it's, uh, we'll call him Jeff. Uh, protect his identity today. Uh, cutmakerpod.com at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter. You'll love the podcast. Get Telegram to get the round-by-round plays and matchups as well as live plays that he makes throughout the weekend. Uh, hide your identity. Have you ever been overpaid at a job, mistakenly extra funds in your account?
3: Yeah, I, I once worked at a, at a company. Uh, this is 15 years ago, and I got a sign-on bonus, and um, I they, my my direct deposit was messed up when I first got there, and so I told them I didn't get my direct deposit bonus, which was true. And so they gave me a, a paper check bonus, and then like three weeks later, I ended up getting my direct deposit bonus. I figured they would they would figure it out and, and you know and reverse the direct deposit bonus, so I just put them both in a in a savings account and just let it sit there. And I worked there for a few years and. Nothing ever happened, and when I left, I I, I kept the bonus. So it was uh, huh. I wasn't the, the morally correct thing to do, but I was in my early twenties, and and I needed the money if I if I could use it. So uh, yeah, it's happened, and and you know, companies' payroll is so screwed up these days that um, nothing shocks me in terms of getting double paid.
2: So I was thinking, if it's not, not like this guy in Chile, uh, three hundred times his salary, but if it's not a uh, big error, I mean, how many places will catch it? That's what I'm thinking. Well, that, I don't and, think
3: they well, will. And, and that, but that's just it, right? In the grand scheme of things, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't a huge amount of money to this company, and they probably just, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how often they really audit their payroll, but um, yeah. No, it wasn't. It was nothing crazy, but it was. It was. It was certainly worth it to me. Hey guys, real quick, before we talk about golf, we mm-hmm. were talking about this on the air. Uh, division specials. I found this. AFC South straight forecast: Colts Titans. In that order, plus one seventy-five. I like it.
4: Wow! They're offering plus one seventy-five on that.
3: Plus one seventy-five. Titans Colts is plus one ninety, but Colts Titans plus one seventy-five. I'm in on that. Can sure.
2: Jacksonville win more games in Tennessee?
4: That, that's the thought that I have in my head right now. I guess they potentially could, but at plus one seventy-five, I think it's worth a gamble to find out. Uh huh.
3: Well, right? how about this? How yeah. about Col- you could almost play? You, you could almost do it two ways. They also have Colts Jags plus
4: eight fifty. Oh, so playing both?
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. You, you know, you play you play one for I don't know hundred bucks or something, play the other yeah. for
2: twenty. Or whatever, you
3: know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah that would be.
2: Good. Yep, good fine. We were talking during the break. How we just you have to love the Colts to win that division. Okay, let's go to the start with the Scottish Open. Tell us about the course.
3: Sure, guys. We're at the Renaissance Club in North Berwick, Scotland. Not a short course this week. It's a seventy-three hundred yard par seventy-one. So the first thing I'm looking at is guys who can just bomb the ball. I'm not really worried about accuracy this week, as there are very wide fairways, and the, the Heather is a bat penal. So I expect a shootout here, guys. I expect the winning score to be lower than you know 20 under or so. So you're going to have to bomb it, and you're going to have to make putts. I think that goes without saying, but I'm not going to be playing guys who are going to be out here missing birdie putts or three-putting. So it doesn't matter how far you hit it if you can't putt. But frankly, I just did a really straightforward, really simple model this week, and just looked at guys who are really good at bombing it, who don't three putt, and who are just overall solid putters in general.
4: Okay, let's begin with the—I uh, don't know what you want to call him—the shortest shot on the board, the guy that you trust the most this week. Who stands out among the biggest names in the field?
3: Sure, guys. So under under twenty to one, the stud, the stud is nothing crazy here. It's Justin Thomas. I played at fourteen to one. Nothing complicated here. He's arguably the best player in the world. Probably him and Scotty Scheffler are, are, are one and one a in either order. Um, GT's ninth in driving distance, first in three putt avoidance, and thirtieth in overall putting in this field. If anyone under twenty to one, JT is my favorite play. My favorite matchup of the week. I played him at plus one fifteen against Rom. Hmm. So uh, I'm in on Justin Thomas this week. Uh, guys further down the board, um, looking at guys say over twenty to one. I, I think, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful in DFS and people are overlooking Sam Burns, I bet him at 28 to one this week. If he missed the cut of the Travelers, but all he's done in the four tournaments before that was finish 20th at the PGA, win the Charles Schwab, fourth at the RBC, and 27th at the U.S. Open. So, I mean, no big deal. Ho hum. Burns's putting has been white hot. He's gained an average of five strokes putting and six of his, at, uh, six of his last eight tournaments. Tea to green game has been fantastic. Sam Burns at almost 30 to 1. I think it's a great price. Um, Kirill Hatton at 45 to 1 is interesting. He's always interesting in Europe. Well, he doesn't vomit off the tee. His putting putting has been fantastic. You got to believe Hatton's going to be really comfortable here. So while his form has been solid, I just like this great overall game. Um, I think 45 to 1 for Hatton is a very fair price. And then my favorite Euro this week is Lucas Herbert. You can find him in the 50 to 1 neighborhood. He can bomb the ball coming in in 13th in the field and driving distance. And his putter can absolutely catch fire guys. This is crazy. At 50 to one, we're getting a guy who's gained over eight strokes putting eight strokes putting twice in his last seven tournaments. So again, you've got a bomber who can putt. If if that putter gets that hot Mm -hmm. again, there's no way he doesn't win. So um, Mm -hmm. I 50 to one for Lucas Herbert. And I found him, Almost plus 250. So plus 230, top 20. I like Herbert there as well.
2: How do you go about making your daily fantasy picks and putting your lineup in?
3: Great question, Paul. The first thing I do is I I get my projections for every player. And then after I make my projections for every player, I divide that by their salary. So that gives me a, a value, relative value, points per dollar for each guy. And then I just go through and look at the top values on the board. Um, and, and plug them in that way. So you know, it's interesting. Like, so guys, I may bet on um, that I like in an outright bet for whatever reason. They may not have as much value in in, a, in the DraftKings world if they're like way overpriced. Let's say Justin Thomas was just some crazy high price. like I'm not going to play Justin Thomas this week because sometimes a guy like that makes it cost prohibitive where you can't mm-hmm. build out a solid lineup with the rest of your team. So I just look for for values and then. Um, I try to play the best guy available that I like after I have my, my value guys in.
2: Okay, follow the Money Paul and Mitch Visan, the Sports Betting Network. Jeff Sealy, our guest at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter and the Cutmaker Podcast. How about one bomb that you like? Big long shot.
3: Yeah, guys. Wyndham Clark, 200 to 1 this week. Great out first in my model when I just looked at driving distance and putting. So he's first in driving distance and 12th in putting over the last 50 rounds in this field. So. Great, really interesting play there. He's coming in with two top 40 finishes, plus the seventh of the RBC in his last four events. He's plus 600, top 20, and 100 to one to be first-round leader. Love this guy as a potential first-round leader play. The definition of a bomb. Do mm. so I think Wyndham Clark's going to win? Probably not, but he's 200 to one. Um, first-round leader play, 100 to one. I really, really like that Wyndham Clark.
4: Okay, yeah, you had me at first-round leader in 100 to one. I'm absolutely in on that. Uh, and then you mentioned your favorite matchup is JT plus 115 over ROM. How about the Barbasol? How, how have you uh, broken down this event and uh, who are you on so far?
3: Hey guys, this is, you know, I, as people, people, if you want an advertisement for the live tour, right? It's, it's the PGA putting on events like the Barbasol. And so, you know, this is an event that probably not very few are going to watch, but a few guys I looked at just for pure value. And one of them, I'm really shocked at, I mean, you guys have heard of, of Harry Higgs. You guys know who Harry Higgs is—very popular player on tour, really solid golfer. And the fact that he's 130 to one in a field of guys that you look at guys around him, I guarantee you couldn't name any of them. So, <laughs> Harry Higgs—I'm I'm, I'm serious. So, I mean, the, the guys in this neighborhood are just are just insane. So, Harry Higgs is at least he is, a, is a known guy who we know can play. And in a tournament of total scrubs, I mean, Harry Higgs is, is really interesting. Um, and Taylor Pendrith is a guy you can absolutely bomb at 25 to one. I like him. Yeah, Here's some guys around Harry Higgs. Let's see. Um, Aaron C- Cockrell, um, Marcus McGillikide, Patrick Fl- Flavored plays. <laughs> I think <mean, laughs> you've never heard of these guys. So, um, I mean, I, I've never heard of these guys and, and Harry Higgs be in the ballpark with those guys. I mean, God, Harry Higgs could. Finish top 10, top 20, and 130-1 to one to win. I'm, I'm in for a couple bucks.
2: All right, my friend. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Come heavy. So we talk about the final major. And uh, good luck this oh, week. We'll be ready. All right. We'll be I ready. know you will. I know you will. Get up there. All right, maker Jeff on Twitter and the Maker podcast. And subscribe to Telegram to get all the plays. Um, when I first worked for an investment firm, they had a glitch in my 401k. I went on my account. I had $1.7 in there for about 12 minutes. I was 25 years old at the time. I called to do a withdrawal, pay, uh, pay the taxes, but I needed the job. I almost called, excuse me. To, uh, Had
4: $1.7 in yeah, there for about 12 yeah, minutes. That's truck on Twitter. My God. Uh, this is from Indiana Jets. When you sign up for direct deposit with your employer, in almost all cases, the authorization form you sign uh, also allows the employer to go back into your account and withdraw funds that were mistakenly deposited. Always read the fine print. I clearly did not, but it does make some sense, right? Oops! Here's 1.7 million, like that guy talked about, and it's supposed to be one, you know, 1,700, whatever. Yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna need that back. It's like the movie Office Space. All uh-huh. oh, we're doing, we're taking a penny here, a penny there.
2: They won't even notice. <laughs> they won't even know. Yeah. yeah, it's like that uh, valet driver we, we talked to one time. I go through every car and I take a quarter. They won't know. Yes, this guys, doing right? it for 20 years. Absolutely, <laughs> add that up. <laughs>
4: That that actually scared me a little bit from using that <laughs> yeah. and hearing other former valet drivers tell stories. When I'm when like, they laugh. Ah. Oh, I go through every car. Every car. Come on, what are you crazy? In, in, in a room full of strangers, admitted this in front of everybody. Oh yeah. The locals. Yeah. Who live here. Yeah. Oh, every single car, no matter what.
2: sunglasses, doesn't matter. I look, take a peek. Yeah. That's actually smart. I, I think that's brilliant. They're gonna fire you for taking a quarter. Who's gonna miss it? No. Hey, you, you'll have no I idea. I had three seventy-five in here. Uh-huh. There's three. There's three fifty. I'm outraged. I counted every single day. Check the cameras. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: I'm very OCD that way. (laughs) All right, up next, our weekly look at streaky players and their updated uh, odds to win an award. I think the wrong player is favored at some shops for this one. Details coming up.
1: I said, I said OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Follow the money on VSAN, the sports betting network.
4: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective, and there are Citycasts in uh, Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington D.C. Subscribe to your local Citycast wherever you get your podcasts.
3: In the sports betting realm, everyone is looking for an edge. You might not have my name, but I have my blood. It doesn't matter if you are up or down. Lannister always pays his debts. Success is not measured by effort, only by results.
0: And I will take what is mine with fire and blood.
3: Who you back, and when you do it, is crucial.
1: Everyone who isn't us is an enemy.
3: Knowledge is your greatest asset.
1: No,
0: nothing else.
3: Mitch Moss and Polly Howard are here to guide you on your quest. Winter is going. This is Fire.
4: Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, excellent job. So I mean, good. let's be honest, Paul. We we like this segment now once a week because uh, the graphic and the intro is so good.
2: Well, timing too. We're less than a, about a month away from the uh, new show because you're a Lannister. Can't wait. Yeah. Okay. The so here we go. Uh, a player who I have brought up now
4: a few times on the show. He was one for four last night. The night before, he was two for three with a big three-run double. Yeah. Dansby Swanson, his last two weeks, batting average 333. With five home runs, 12 RBIs, and an OPS of higher than a thousand, nine runs scored as well. His National League MVP odds are around 35 to one right now. And uh, I was telling you on the air, I was betting him between 60 and 75 to one. Uh, grabbed both numbers, added 60 again the other night, and I think the numbers come down now. I just, I, I really love this Braves team again this year, and I think they can win this division. And by the way, not that, again, I think we need to do this every single time we do this segment, right? Remind people of like players in recent years who have won the award. Harper won it last year. Phillies did nothing. And Juan Soto was in the mix. And the Nationals were be- god awful.
2: Yeah. So you don't have I to. I thought he should have won. Soto. Yes. Uh,
4: he, ha- he had a great case last year. Uh-huh. No doubt. Yeah. And non playoff stuff doesn't really. No, it doesn't. You. It doesn't. I think to me. 35 to 1 now. Now that I have 16, 75 to 1, I'm not going to add any more at that number, but uh, the guy's been scorching hot and under the radar. That's
2: exactly how I like him. Yep. How about my guy, Alvarez? This is getting interesting now. I mean, what a race. He is now 7 to 1 to lead the league in home runs. He is four behind Judge. Schwarber's got 25, too, by the way. But uh, Alvarez was 19, 20 to 1 before the season. MVP discussion. Look at this. Last 14 days hitting 324, six home runs, nine RBIs, and. Uh, This is, this is, everything's come down MVP home run leader in the mix, right? Judge gets hurt. Judge is in a slump. He's, I mean, how well they're playing this guy's, this guy's been great. How much do you think miss time too? Sorry. No. Yeah. How much do you think Alvarez really
4: playing the DH is going to hurt him? I don't think it should necessarily, because if he's going to be like this on offense the entire year, his numbers are going to be silly. And if, Like this chatter now of the Astros catching the Yankees potentially. Again, we just talked about how you don't have to be a playoff team. You don't, but I wonder how voters would look at that. Keep this in mind. This is not like a New York heavy award. Two people from each market in each league get a vote. Two people who cover the team from each city. So it's only two people from New York are going to get a vote for this. Mm. So it can't be like an overwhelming amount of people who cover the Yankees. So to me, he's got to be in the mix. He'd be... Probably third right now between well behind Otani and Judge. Yeah, we're also
2: getting into if a team is that good, meaning if you win 106 games, do you really have a true MVP? Let's say let's let's assume Judge only hits like 50, or you know it's a close race, or uh, high 40s or something. I don't know, but it, I mean, uh, it's if, a, if someone wins 107 games, do you really have a true MVP of that team? It's a good conversation. Didn't we talk about that with the Dodgers
4: yes, last year? Yes, we did. And that was kind of the thought. Several times, about, several Dodger teams. Yeah, about betting this uh, a, a guy on the Dodgers this year before the season started because like top to bottom, people were calling it like one of the best offenses of all time. Uh, this kid is incredible. Julio Rodriguez, last 14 days, 302 average, six home runs, 11 RBIs, 16 runs, and he steals bags as well. Well, I mean, Pena, the kid from Houston, hit another home run last night, so he's in the mix for the American League Rookie of the Year. But now Rodriguez is minus 280. It's going to take an injury to beat him, I believe. Mm. And I brought this up yesterday. I was kind of half joking, half serious when I said this. What would happen if the Angels picked up the phone to Seattle and they said, what do you think about Mike Trout for Julio Rodriguez? Uh, One person, anyway, it was one person on Twitter said the Mariners would hang up the phone in two seconds. Wow. They would say thanks, but no thanks.
2: Funny you bring that up. I was watching MLB Network last night. Their discussion was: Listen, the Angels stink again. Should they trade Trout? Yeah, I mean, all the time. Paul, they also so they threw Otani on there too, which I mean, well because he's up at the what, end of next year. Oh, come on, trade both guys?
4: Well, that's There'll I be mean, eight people at the game. <laughs> Who would go to a game? Yeah, at that point, just relocate then. If you're not going to, but they, what, what are they built around either one of them? What is he made the playoffs once? Trout? And
2: They lost to I, Kansas
4: City. Yeah, I think they they pushed like for hundred wins that year. Oh my God. But it's year after year. It's the same exact thing. He's been playing for a decade. Uh-huh. So uh, how about Schwarber again last night, like you said? Yep,
2: two more home runs. He's right there. What a race this is for the lead the league in home runs, right? Yep, 260 average, 11 home runs, 26 RBIs. That's a pretty good month. He stole a base? How about that? Man, so yeah, yeah. Wait, last 30 Pope days, move. 11 homers and 26 RBIs? Yeah. What wow. a run. He's right. been on a tear. I didn't know how he was how going to react or how he was going to respond with the Harper injury, but no problem. I mean, he almost had a monster game. He also came up with the bases loaded too, and they threw the threw the cheese past. That's him. right. Uh, but uh, he swings hard. I mean, violent well, he, swing. He that goes guy for has.
4: a home run every yep. single time up there. I would not be betting him to win the National League MVP though no. at
2: 130 to one. Yep. Okay. Is is, is will uh, Vasquez do this again? Last year, gave out Burns to win the NL Cy Young. Before the season, gave out McClanahan to win the AL Cy Young. I mean, he, he's plus 275 now. He goes Friday against the Reds. Last 30 days, 1.06 ERA, three wins, 44 strikeouts. Incredible. Wow.
4: He's been on fire. And this is the guy that I teased before the break. Uh, at some books, Verlander is the favorite. And I'm sure that he'll get a couple of uh, sentimental vote, votes. Oh, he's doing it at the age of 39. He's been around for a long time. If the, if the season ended today, the award would absolutely have to go to McClanahan.
2: I would agree. I would agree. And where's this guy? I mean, where, where were you? He's still fourth or fifth in some of the uh, odds. Gonsolin. Boy, look at those numbers. Last 30 days, a 1-4-7, 4 wins, 28 strikeouts, a 0.72 whip and on the season 10 and 0 with a 1.58 with a whip under 1 and a 77 to 23 strikeout walk ratio. I mean you could say about well look what Burns is doing, look what Sandy's doing. It's not the be all end all about, I mean if the guy's gets in the clubhouse with like a 17-18 and 1 record uh-huh. and an ERA of 1-6 or something, I mean it's yeah. hard not to give it to him. So he,
4: here's the one guy I would point out so far that if you have no action on anybody for any of these awards at 11 to 1 to win the National League Cy Young, that's the one guy I would look at out of any of this so far. Again, because I would have... The odds board looks like this. Alcantara 1, Burns 2, Musgrove 3, Freed 4, then Gonsolin. I would actually put it Alcantara 1, Gonsolin, number 2. And if he he goes out there tonight and he's awesome and he... He hasn't had a bad start? No. No? Uh, can, Can you believe the run Robbie Ray has been on? He is actually... Pretty much the same guy now down the stretch last year that won the American League Cy Young. Last 30 days, an ERA of 1-4 with three wins, 43 Ks and 38-plus innings and a sub-1 whip. You can find him at 100-1 right now to repeat for the American League Cy Young. Look, I mean, I said this 30 minutes ago. I bet Robbie Ray on June 28th and June 29th of last year at 250-1. to my whole angle was last year, I wasn't buying into Garrett Cole being the shortest shot on the board. He was not having that great of a season, and the sticky tack was really giving him a problem or the lack thereof. This year, Ray's problem or problems would be how many guys are ahead of him that are truly having great years and deserve to be like that low on the betting board. Mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. It would take a McClanahan injury right now for Ray to really like surpass him, probably Verlander. And oh, by the way, another one who's going tonight, and I think it's a big one. Otani, who's sitting at what? But unreal. Eleven to one, mm-hmm. and we'll have more on him coming up in about twenty minutes here. Yep,
2: yep. A couple two ice I wanted to mention. Oh, Ramirez cooling off, and now the Cleveland trying to avoid the sweep against yeah. Detroit. Last fourteen days, a two thirty-two average, one RBI, and the MVP odds have plummeted. And Barrios, who goes today, why well, I like the over in the Blue Jay game. A six seven five ERA. And I think he's going to get lit up again today.
4: Well, he gives up runs in almost every single start.
2: Yep. Boy, oh boy.
4: And they are in just such bad form right now. I I bet that team at 14-1 to win the World Series before the season started.
2: It's looking completely oh, shaky they get, right yeah, now. you got to get the, the pitching figured out. Yeah, that, there's a lot yeah, of baseball left. A healthy Gossman makes a big difference, too.
4: They they have to absolutely make moves before yeah. the deadline. Mm-hmm. have to. All right, it's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, Tony Maserati is going to join the program from the Sports Hub in Boston. We'll get into some uh, Patriots talk and also the Red Sox. The thought was a month ago they might be sellers. Well, with uh, how well they played here recently, could they actually be buyers at the deadline?
3: Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Get half off all expert picks at winnersandwiners.com with promo code VESAN FTM50 at checkout. Winners and Winers best bets back with a win guarantee, but you won't need it. Steen's 8 and 1, David D's 12 and 5, Sean Miller 6 and 0 with their respective best bets. Promo code VESAN FTM50 at checkout. Get 50% off all expert picks today winnersandwiners.com. The uh, Pirates are 6 and 1. Against the Dodgers and Yankees this year. That sounds about right. Twenty-seven and forty-six against the rest of the league. Oh sure, funky is that? No kidding. Swept the Dodgers in LA earlier in
4: the year, and last night, no problem. Right, go out there. Quintana takes care of them. We'll see you tomorrow, yep. folks. No five-two easy You're win exactly for the Pirates. Right. Yep. All right, uh, Tony Mazzarati, kind enough to join the program here this morning from uh, ninety-eight point five, the Sports Hub in Boston. His show is uh, two to six Eastern. Also, the Baseball Hour with Maz as well, six to seven Eastern. Tony, thanks for the time. Uh, we appreciate it, as always. If you go back probably, I don't know, a month, six weeks, there was some chatter about how the Red Sox could be sellers by the trade deadline. Well, now that they've put on this kind of a season, you know, potential playoff team yet again, sales going to be coming back, these going to be coming back. Forget about sellers. Could they actually flip it? Could they be buyers by the deadline?
5: Oh, they should be buyers. And look, uh, this has got a lot to do with high and bloom. And what the ultimate objectives are here. So, look, if, if you're asking me, guys, I think the Red Sox, with a couple of pieces, could make a run at the World Series. Uh, I think they look at it as they're still building the organization. But I don't think there's any question they will add. The question is to what length and how much.
4: Hmm. Okay. And then, like in a perfect world for you, like if you were running the team, you would go. If you want to name names, that's fine. But which positions would you would you target for sure?
5: Oh, I think bullpen is bullpen. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, bull, bullpen's number one on the list. They could use a first baseman still, and they have a kid coming up from the minor leagues, um, in Tristan Cassis, who is a good player. But you know that's asking a lot to plug a kid in in the middle of a pennant race and think he's ready to go. Mm -hmm. So my guess is uh, they will focus on bullpen help. And then I think that they are probably looking at some, you know, corner infield help specifically first base, would be my guess.
2: Okay. How about a timetable on what's going to happen with the pitchers? Uh, Paxton may be in August. And what are you hearing on sale?
5: So I'm not holding my breath on Paxton. Okay. Just because, you know, he's only he's only a year and a half out from, um, forgive me here, guys. I just finished a run. I'm out in the yard. So, <laughs> I'm sucking wind here. But the, the bottom line is, Paxton's only a year and a half out from Tommy John. As we saw with Sale last year, there are going to be limitations on what he can do. Uh, but I think Sale could really help them. He's going to join the rotation, I think. Sometime next week. <laughs> um, I know I'm sucking wind, sorry. Good for you. Then, um, is it a daily jog yeah, for you, Tony? There you go. Uh, no, it's not daily. I'm trying to get back into shape, which is why I'm sucking wind <laughs> like mean, Yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't take. All right. So, yeah, so the bottom line is uh, Nathan Evaldi and Garrett Whitlock are both guys that could be rejoining them soon. So let me give you the best-case scenario. Yep. And that is Evaldi comes back healthy. Dale comes back now two years out after Tommy John and is much more like he was pre-Tommy John. And I'm going back a ways, but we've seen guys turn it around like that. Whitlock goes to the bullpen. They add another good arm out there. I think their staff suddenly is pretty good. Now that's a lot of it, but I don't think a lot of those things are that far fetched.
2: Okay. Very good. It's incredible turnaround. I mean, to be on a 31 and 14 run after they started 11 and 20, uh, great job by by the Red sox are what what's the feeling there with the Patriots they didn't make any moves it was quiet uh, you're concerned about the wide receivers that maybe that the, uh Mac looks great in practice but what what's the talking the talk going on there about the Patriots
5: well I think people are really down on the Patriots and good reason I mean it's it's um they haven't improved a lot and then beyond that I think the other issue is that the rest of the conference has gotten a lot better yes So when you really weigh it out and you look at it, you say, well, Denver obviously got better. Miami got better. Cleveland pending the the whole Deshaun Watson thing got better. And so I think if you look right around the conference, that the the competition for the playoffs is much, much greater than it was before. So uh, there are a lot of questions on the Patriots defense. Uh, People like Mac Jones is a question as to whether or not there are enough weapons around him. Sure. But honestly, yeah, most of the patients I've seen, have the Patriots listed like 11th or 12th in the conference out of 16 teams. And I think that's about right. I think there are only a handful of teams in the conference that are worse on paper. Uh, So it would not surprise me if they finished sub 500. Wow. They missed the playoffs. Yeah. I I think a lot of people are really kind of down on the team and you know, I'm not even adding in the whole issue with the coaching staff on offense, Matt, Patricia, Joe judge, like, it just doesn't seem like they are really that well-built. Well, what's going to happen there?
2: Who's going to call plays, and how much will they miss McDaniels?
5: Well, look, so that's a that's a great question, and nobody knows. And if it were Tom Brady a quarterback, no one would care. Right. But because it's a second-year kid and McDaniels is gone, I think all of a sudden there's – you know, Belichick has lost a lot of uh, support here locally. I mean, people are really questioning the things he does now. He is 70 years old. I mean, let's not forget that. And it feels like they're trying to rebuild on the fly, both with the roster and the coaching staff. So I I think, you know, that there's a lot of concern here about what they're going to be. And nobody knows who's going to call the place. I mean, I think Bill does, but he hasn't told anybody. Uh And so, and no matter who it is, it's going to be someone inexperienced. And so a lot is going to fall on Jones. Now, Jones has a great year, makes a big jump in year two. He'll be fine. But I think the concern is that they're asking an awful lot of a guy in his second year when a team has as many holes as they do.
2: So as we talk today, you you would say maybe seven or eight wins in third place in the division, no playoffs.
5: Correct. Yep. Oh, but yeah. And look, I think there's a chance, I suppose there's a chance they finish second in the division, but I'm still not sure it's going to be good enough for the playoffs. I mean, Miami's a little bit of a wild card because of Tua. Right. Uh, you know, everybody likes the talent on Miami. I'd feel uh, I'd feel a little bit better if Brian Flores were coaching, although, you know, Mike McDaniel obviously has a good reputation offensively and comes from the McVay tree and all of that. Uh but I you know, look the over and under, you guys would tell me, but the over and under on wins for the Patriots is eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what does that tell you? That tells you that Vegas has got them at eight and nine, nine and eight, something like that. I think there's a very real chance here you know, they go seven and ten, even six and eleven.
4: Okay, well, if that happens and they go 6-11, what happens if the Jets win seven games and the Patriots finish in last place?
5: So, excellent question. And what you're asking me is, is Bill Belichick's job in jeopardy? Mm, kind And of, yeah. I, I would say, now, would, would the Crafts fire him? I don't know. My guess is if and when it ends here, if it ever ends here, it will be largely uh, a case of, well, you know, uh, parted ways, Bill's retired, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think Bill Belichick wants the all-time coaching record. He's basically three years out from passing Shula if you add up uh, regular season and postseason wins. So there are a lot of variables there. Um, But I will say that in my opinion and in the opinion of many here, not that that means anything, I think most people look at uh, Belichick, and I look at him now and say year to year. You know, after the Cam Newton thing— Yeah. Uh, I think everybody said, well, you got to take a step in the right direction. You have to improve. They started out, I think it was what, two and five, two and four. And, you know, they turned it around They went seven in a row. They got back in it and everyone felt better about them. Then they got their doors blown off by the bills twice at the end of the year. So I would tell you that the progress has to continue. They went 10 and seven last year, they made the playoffs. Uh, The owner is on record as saying we need to win a playoff game. So you know, will Kraft go you know, then put it on Bill and fire him? I don't know. I doubt it. But again, if they were to have a really bad year, I don't think it's wrong to look at the staff. I think we're at a stage now where you would look at Bill Belichick and say, How much has he got left?
4: Mm. Yeah, the seventy age seventy year old mm-hmm. age, I mean it hits me right in the face every time I look at that and say, Oh, you can't really, you know, just ignore that anymore. You can catch Tony's show, Felgar and Maz every day, two to six Eastern on 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston. Also, the Baseball Hour with Maz follows that from 6 until 7 on the East Coast as well. Thank you, Tony. We appreciate it.
5: Hey, guys. Sorry I was uh, sucking wind. I feel better now, though, if you care. No worries. <laughs> you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> Keep it up.
2: Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Good job. Right.
5: Be well. All right. Thank you. When, yeah, you too.
2: when we went to Foxwoods, I mean, they were the, all the, they were the rage and talk of the NFL. They're on this long winning streak. They, they won the Monday night game with throwing two passes. That's right. And then uh, – the, the big bet on him to win the Super Bowl? They, they went to that Saturday night game, Got uh, didn't play well, lost to the Colts. He's right about getting – they lost at home to the Bills. They got routed Routed in the playoff game. They don't make any moves then. I mean, He's right. You're supposed to improve the team. You won 10 games. You build around Mac. You got Parker. I like their tight ends, but you have Parker. He didn't really do much with the offense in this whole secrecy about who's calling the place. You lose McDaniel's. I don't know the win total. I mean, it's the lowest it's been in a long time with eight and a half. So he said
4: seven and ten, maybe six and eleven would be realistic. Oh boy. Under that scenario, then if he's right on that and they win six games, they could finish in last place. Yes. Like that—that would be possible. We will get into today's Major League Baseball betting card coming up next. Thirty-six K's and one earned run in his last four starts.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on any MLB market and get $150 no matter what. Use the code VEASAN when you sign up. It's that easy, VEASAN. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 877-8-HOPE-NY. Must be 21. DraftKings.com for full details. Uh, always a good response. Uh, they come in fast and furious throughout the day, whenever what we're talking about with the uh, whether it's card collecting, this uh, getting overpaid at work, whatever it may be. Uh guy yesterday, a couple people chime in about the Michael Jordan rookie card, 86 Fleer, uh-huh. that blew. I mean, it, it graded 10 PSA mint with 270000 on the low end. I got it uh, when I was a kid, just put in a box. didn't? I mean, who are you supposed to know this stuff? Yeah. But it's, you know, ding corner, you know. you see that I one, mean, you put it in a box. You didn't you didn't think anything would be worth this oh, kind of, of course money not. No, in, in like the mid-'80s. And then you put it in a box, the <laughs> next thing you know, okay. This is.
4: I, I. You have to laugh at this. We we had one person on email yesterday chime in. He had three. He eventually landed like three different Michael Jordan '86 Fleer rookie cards. He thought not nothing of it. He taped them up in his locker room at school or his oh, locker at school. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. What 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 could this mean to me down the road? Oh. Like a pack of cards back then was twenty five cents probably. Yeah like the right? guys who
2: would put the Mickey Mantles in, the, in their bike. Right, yes, so right to ride around at the spokes. Eh,
4: eh, hey, it oh. makes a funny noise, huh? You like that? <laughs> you want to go around again? <laughs> sure. You got any more Mickey Mantles you want to put in there? Why not? Yeah. Uh, you told the my story. My grandpa
2: gave away the Honus Wagner as a tip. He gave that away, yeah. too. Yeah. What he did. You
4: told the story about that kid in Chile. Yeah. Who was somehow paid 300 times his normal normal salary.
2: Yeah. Went, called, called the employer, says, I'm going to go to the bank. I'm on my way. Yada, 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 they haven't seen them. That was a June okay. 2nd. You're going to like this. This is from Jordan, emailing the show, uh,
4: CEO of Mama's Pizza. <laughs> he told us All he right. has thousands of dollars that go back in his payroll account every quarter from employees that don't pick up or cash their checks. He says, I don't understand this whatsoever, don't most people work so they can get paid? Why in the world would you not either pick up your check or cash it? It absolutely blows my mind. 75% of the people I employ are high schoolers or younger. But still, it is truly unreal. What? No.
2: The, the delivery guys who don't make anything I, minimum and then they just maybe they go the there, tips and they... Make, make
4: the pizzas? Work the cashier? They don't cash it. They don't cash it. He has thousands of dollars every payroll account, every quarter. That go back. <laughs> this,
2: well, this, uh, this is like people I coming
4: to Las Vegas during big, big events and they go on a three day bender and they throw away, like they, they bet a football game and the team was down 31 17 in the fourth quarter. They
2: throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Right? And the, the team comes back to win. Yeah. And Nick Bogdanovich told us that story. High six figures. Every year. On cash tickets. You won't believe it. Right. Well, I mean, the Barry, Barry's like Barry needed the money, but Barry Sanders had a huge check in his uh, car that he, never, he didn't cash for. They had reach out to him. He you got a signing bonus here, you know, 250000 Yeah, I'll get to it. Oh, Gronk? Well, Gronk's never, he's, Gronk. li- well, right. Barry didn't cash the check. Yeah. Gronk just was living off the endorsements. That was it, yeah. How about the Manny Ramirez story? Went to the car wash. Hey, take what's in the glove <laughs> compartment for a tip. It's like, Manny, there's 30000 cash in there. <laughs> yes. You're doing a well, lunatic. That, actually, that if I recall correctly, that kid who washed
4: the car is like, wait a second, what? I, I, I'm supposed to take all this money? Didn't he tell him, like, I'm, I can't, this is like thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 in here. What are you talking about?
2: Like Manny had no idea. He had right. no clue. Yeah. No concept
4: of money. No idea how much was in there.
2: Make what's of in that. the glove
4: compartment. It's yours. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: okay. Uh, <laughs> very thorough. Uh, good tip. Yeah, he did a good job with the car. Um, up, updated numbers here. A couple I wanted to mention in baseball. Teams with one day off. That was the Yankees' first loss. They're now 8-1 and with a day off. Mets 11-1. and Seattle 6-1. and Pirates 0-8. Colorado 1-8. and Angels are four and sixteen as a dog, and the Mets are twenty uh Mets are twenty three and seven off a loss. I think the Angels that's a uh I think that's a road dog. Uh in any event. Mets twenty three and seven off a loss. Okay. Uh Houston forty nine, twenty eight and three to the under on the season. Detroit forty eight, twenty eight and four. Finally played an over yesterday. Did you see some of those numbers on Scherzo that came in last night after
4: his start? His 28th career 10K zero-walk game, breaking a tie for second most. So the most career games with 10-plus strikeouts and no walks, Randy Johnson had 36 of them. Now Max Scherzer, second most there with 28. He had a tie with Curt Schilling, Clayton Kershaw on the list, 25 of
2: them. Guy comes back, he missed how long, six weeks? I know. No. My concern was how long was he going to go? Oh, yeah, me too. And he's out there throwing smoke, and then they couldn't get him any run
4: support. I'll tell you this. If he wasn't coming off the injury, because his pitch count was so low when he had those 11 strikeouts, he had probably another two good. He, he may have struck out 15, 16 guys last night. Come
2: on. Can't lose that game. You're playing the Reds. Brutal. He throws a gem, and you get beat. You can't score? Yeah. That was fun. I, I, you that. Well, I don't go- know. Down to 2.5 in the division. Yeah.
4: Braves are hot, man. I know. Uh, Congrats to those of you betting the A's, if anybody out there exists. I'm sure some people were this week against the Blue Jays, catching some really nice numbers. And today, Barrios goes. He's allowed 16 earned runs over his last three starts. He has five strikeouts. The problem is here, Caprillian, he was fine in his last start against Seattle, but teams generally get to him almost every single start. And uh, I know it's at the Coliseum, but that total of eight when it came out last night, that was a tad low to
2: me. I agree. I think we'll see some runs in that game. Yep, big favorites today. That's the story of today. Yep. A lot of day games and a lot of huge favorites. I think the Yankees bounce back. Severino's 240 on the road against Keller. I think uh, they'll get to him. Yankees team total there, and the Yankees uh, to beat up the Pirates. Although they're the incredible number. Here. The Pirates six and one against the Yankees and uh, and Dodgers. And and I can't believe the, I know they're hot and have won 25 of 32. But the Braves are a dollar eighty against Michaelis mm-hmm. and the Cardinals? Woo. And I think the Braves actually took some money too on the overnight.
4: I saw as high as minus one ninety-five this morning. Freed's great. And again, he's recorded mm-hmm. at least eighteen outs in every start since uh April nineteenth. Again, he's ten to one to win the National League Cy Young right now. That offense is clicking, but to lay a dollar eighty up to maybe close to two dollars, man. I'm yep. not
2: so sure it can do yep. that. How about Burns two thirty? One of the day games, six and six so far head to head against the Cubbies. He's going against Sampson, and he's laying a big price. He's been great though. He's been on a nice run.
4: Cubs uh, do well against him though, do they not?
2: Earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, the Cubs had right? some pretty good numbers with him. Uh, makes Astros 250 makes sense. Also, Javier going against Keller. They've won nine in a row, and boy, are they hitting! I mean, they, they've rallied to uh, come back and and win the first two games of this series. 53 well, they... and 27 on the season. 30. This tells you. About their pitching. Thirty and two this year when they get at least five runs.
4: Yeah. So is this going to continue with Javier? His last two starts, again the the combined no hitter at Yankee Stadium, where he had what, thirteen strikeouts. But last two starts, fourteen innings pitched, twenty-seven strikeouts, one hit allowed. That was a home run. Does it just does it simply continue tonight against the Royals? He goes out there, seven innings, strikes out a dozen, and it's eight one Astros?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they get a couple off him. That's
4: uh, that's a lot to ask to yeah. go back to back to back starts like that. Uh, yeah, that great. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Otani. Yep, dollar sixty dollar sixty five against Rogers and the Marlins. His last four starts twenty six and two thirds innings. Get this thirty six strikeouts, fourteen hits, zero home runs allowed, and only one earned run last four starts. I know what we said earlier about McClanahan, and he absolutely deserves to win the uh, Cy Young right now in the American League. But if Otani does it again today and makes it five straight starts where it's like no runs, strikes out 10, 12, whatever, it's a big ask again. But if he does that, I truly believe that Otani is going to be right behind Verlander and McClanahan to win this award. Okay, okay.
2: You're, you're yep. not going to be able to just forget about what he's doing here. Okay, and how about Tony? Who's who's Colorado throwing? All this talk about is a Gonsalon or White could But it's, it looks like it's and He's three. Got it because of the price. But yeah. Who Colorado's throwing. Uh, see if the Dodgers keep that. Now now are comfortable leading the division now. Now they're 450 to win the division. Oh, boy. Is it uh, Jose yeah. Urena tonight going? It is? Okay, it looks like Urena? it's... Urena? Yeah, Urena may be listed here tonight. Oh, boy. 320. Yikes. Okay. And then the run line. Look at a run line. Santa Maria, 180. Holy cow. Their,
4: their, total, their team total is five and a half. The Dodgers yep. as you would expect. Yep. Yeah. I was hoping and I don't I don't see a Yankees team total where I'm looking right now, but I, I'm sure it's up at some spots, and I'll try to find that before because I, I I do agree with you. I think the bats get it going today for the Yankees against Keller and the Pirates. Yep.
2: Yep. A lot of big favorites. Bieber. Five and, Bieber. and a half. You got it? Yankees okay, there it five is. And, yep. and, half. Yep. and then and there then Bieber's a dollar sixty five on the road in Detroit against Pineda. Well, do we go? Uh, that's too high. Do the dogs go 10 and 5 like last night? I don't, yeah. There are some really big,
4: high priced favorites out there today.
2: I saw the Dave Tooley tweet. First time in a long time, favorites under 60% now for the season. Ah. A 10 and 5 in uh, Detroit, 6 and 2 against Cleveland this year. Seven of the eight have gone under. The one over was yesterday. Very good. One's starting to open it up in that division now, too. Up next, we will bring up coach of the year odds
4: in the NFL. The magic number to keep in mind is 10. So, based on that, how many teams can realistically get there if your approach to betting the award is based on one major historical trend? Details and numbers on that coming up here. And follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.